Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? My name is Carl Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's Fire podcast, and we are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? Perfect intro. Perfect. Well oh, done. Boys. You did it. You, you finally learned that script. <laughs> you looked at me before I started, and I did like a little a breath in, put my head down, get in the zone. Got in the zone. Need absolute focus to get into character. <laughs> Zen. Um, unagi. Um, Sean, how are you today? I'm not too bad, Connor. Good. How are you getting on? Astro look, I'm okay. I'm struggling with life, but other than that, Astro I'm fine. look, I'm in great form, actually. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Not to fucking. You know. Shit on my parade, like. But I'm yeah. grand. No, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, no, look, we should all use empathy. <laughs> um, there's lots of news this week, Sean. There's a whole heap of news about a whole heap of things. Because last week was our yearly anniversary. We do have one every year. Yeah, we do have one every year. It was our birthday for the podcast. So it was actually the Joker review. Yeah. And we didn't talk about any news. Yeah, so now we have a whole bunch to catch up on. A whole bunch to catch up on, things that we missed out. For example, I learned one piece of news before we started recording it, and added it in, because you told me. Yes. Before, and you said, did you hear about that? And I went, no, and then we immediately added it back into <laughs> It had to go in. So it had to go in. So we will get to that as well. But we were starting off this week with a trailer that came out, I think it was like six days ago. Yeah, um, literally the day after we recorded. Of course. Uh, it's always a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the Doctor Doolittle trailer. We're yes. starting off with this. Now, Sean, my main memory of the Doctor Doolittle, this movie remake... Reboot. What are we talking about? Reboot? Reboot? I was going to say franchise, but was it a franchise? It was certainly a series of films. It was definitely two. De- three. Was there a third? There was a third one. Oh. Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle 2. And I'm assuming Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle with Doctor Doolittle's daughter. And the daughter could speak to animals. Yeah. Right. Or was no, it's the second one you find out she can speak to animals and then the third one she gets her own movie. She's the whole she's the star. Because Eddie Murphy said, even I'm above this. Yeah. Two thousand and seven Eddie Murphy said I have better things. I have I'm going to go make Meet Dave. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Meet Dave? 
No, anyone? Norbert? We were doing Norbert around then. Oh man, he just he did so much. He's so talented. <laughs> I can't think of another word. <laughs> um, so Doctor Doolittle, they're deciding to remake it, but they decided not to just go half hours on this. No, they're. Well, they're doing something with this. Yeah, because my main memory, as I was going to say, was uh, when we were on the radio, take a drink, yeah. uh, I spilled the beans to you, this is like 2016 maybe, that I was like, Jesus. 2017, I think it was, and I was like, oh, they're doing this in 2020, and you yeah. were like, that's ages away, and I was like, and then I read the cast, you were like, fuck, how wait? Yeah. <laughs> so now we're finally here, Sean. And the cast is largely the same. Very, basically the same. If anything, it's gotten bigger. Um, Where do you want to start with this trailer? Um... I suppose, like, it's Robert Downey Jr. playing Doctor Doolittle. Good cast. Good cast. Uh, it's not set in the modern day. No, I didn't know when it was set. I, see, there, the Doctor Doolittle. Is it a book? Probably. Uh, like I'm, I'm. It looks like, you know, thirties ish, nineteen thirties maybe it adventurer was, kind of thing. I just got the impression of him playing Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's a very Sherlock Holmesy accent. Mm. Uh. He seems, I imagine that's how he's going to play the character. I just have accent written down with two question marks, so... I also have accent written down. <laughs> yeah. No question marks, but I just don't understand I, punctuation. I was just like, yeah, I was like, just talk like yourself. Just, may, yeah, he might, because just, he can just do Robert Downey Jr.'s I voice. I mean, I'm sure people, he talks normal. I'm yeah. sure he talks very eloquently, unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> he talks very well. All the animals in this trailer look pretty good. I say, yeah, the CGI is pretty great. Yeah, but I, but there's been so many talking animal movies that I think it's hard to fuck it up now. Yeah. I think all those assets exist. There was one stage, I think it was a polar bear went through a door. Yeah. That CGI's not great. It's a bit ropey. But at the same time, we always say the trailer isn't the finished CGI. So if the movies come out in 2020, they will be doing the CGI until about January. If it's coming out in March, they'll be doing it in January. And, um, have you heard about the shit show that's been going on behind the scenes? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I, I have no idea what's going on here. Apparently, okay, Tom so, Holland causing havoc again on set. No, not at all. <laughs> he couldn't possibly. There's a, the director apparently is a lunatic, or was a lunatic. Oh, I don't know no. if he's still attached. Oh, no. But he punched a monitor. He punched through an 8K monitor. What? <laughs> yeah. 8K? Yeah, because he rocked up one day and he was like, the goose isn't on screen. <laughs> and he punched through the monitor. <laughs> The goose. The goose. He has a racist dog. It doesn't like black people. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, the director. A racist dog. Yeah. Uh, Surely a dog has to be trained to be racist. I don't know. By its owner. <laughs> I don't think a dog is just naturally racist. No, I think, I think a dog doesn't understand race. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the dog is saying build a wall. Like. <laughs> I, think, I think the dog is saying woof until you tell the dog people are bad. Yeah. I think that's a that's a this nature versus nurture kind of this argument. This director's not coming across too well here. What else did he do? He... Oh, yeah. He didn't want to plan anything out. He didn't see the need for a pre-visualisation department. Can I just make one thing clear? Yeah. That would be fine if you did an all-live action movie. I would say this is yeah. 95% CGI that you would even need the slightest bit of planning to say, Robert, look to the left. Yeah. There's a bear. There's a bear right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, apparently he would just run through scenes and just let them do whatever they wanted without consulting the CGI artists. <laughs> they wouldn't do... He didn't want to do storyboards. 
one of the one of the like technical leads on it said to the director, "You want to show? You want to just rock up on Monday morning and shoot a scene with Robert Downey Jr., thirty animals, and a fully CGI environment without planning anything? <laughs> Go fuck yourself." That's amazing. How have we not heard about it? It's it, oh, there's so much going on. It's oh amazing. my god, I am so out of loop. So I'm hoping this movie is all right. I, this movie has a budget of 175 million dollars, but for half of that is for the cast. True. Yeah, but they're not going to make it back. No, I, do you think? Like, I don't think this is a. Okay, so 175. This, is, this isn't a billion dollar move. Okay, so 175 million to make. You got about 200 million in advertising. Yeah. You normally double that, so yeah, another 175 million for advertising. Yeah. Um, do you think you're going to make that money back? I don't think so. No. Because <laughs> movies like this, I think, look good, but do they make the money anymore? No, I think that, like this is very much a. It's a family movie to go see with your family once. Yeah. And then you're never going to see it again. What was that George Clooney movie for me a few years ago? When he went to... Was oh, it? Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of a Tomorrowland situation. It's giving me that kind of vibe where it looks like it, it has a big star. Yeah. Could make a load of money, but it might not do as well as they take. But Robert yeah. Downey Jr., maybe we're underestimating him. He is a box office draw. He's a box office draw as Iron Man, I think. Okay. Like, The Lion King made a load of money. But it still didn't... It, it wasn't billions and billions. Yeah. I just... I don't know. So, uh, part of me feels like... Also, I, it's weird that he's... This is the film he does after leaving the MCU. I, I would have expected like a kiss kiss bang bang or something scenario. random like or yeah or like but do you a think, movie movie. I don't think he cares anymore. I think he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang mm-hmm. because he was trying to get his career back on track. So he's like, I'm going to do a movie, movie. Yeah. And I'm going to show everyone I'm the greatest actor ever. I'm going to do a due date. Yeah, like he's <laughs> just going to be like a really good actor and just like prove to people he's back. Then he got Iron Man and then obviously he knocked it out of the ballpark and he's just basically the biggest star in the world and yeah. they kept giving him five trillion dollars every time he wanted to come back. He's Fair. set for life. So he can do whatever he and wants. And he's the biggest star in the world, or one of them. So yeah. now he's like, okay, I have nothing to prove. I don't need any money. Fuck it, I'll just do stuff for me kids. Yeah. Do you think it was the thing is like, okay, I'm Sherlock Holmes, I'm Iron Man, I'm going to be Dr. Doolittle now. <laughs> the, the, the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. The Dreamcast <laughs> <The> Triangle. <laughs> Get a movie with all three of them, and you're printing money. Oh my God, that'd oh, be amazing. Oh man, Yeah. I didn't know anything about that the director. <laughs> it's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, the idea, yeah, I don't think this movie's going to make, I think it'll make like 500 million. I think Robert Downey Jr. will drag it to 500 million. And especially that cast. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can see, no, I'd say the promotion for it will, will be, be great. Will be heavy. Yeah. Heavy. But like, it's, and it is good for, if you have a kid that just... It's a very broad thing. The kid likes animals. Go take him to see Dr. Do, Doolittle. Do family movies make as much money anymore? See, I don't know the last family movie. Like, it's they're, they're largely animated, aren't they? They're your yeah. DreamWorks and your Pixars and things yeah. like that. So I don't know if a live-action animated movie has the same draw. And, like, kids watch The Avengers, so they know Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And maybe... 
Maybe we're out of loop, though. Maybe... Yeah, I don't think this movie's for us. Oh, absolutely not. So, like, you you have to target, I would say, what, maybe 8 to 13-year-olds? Yeah, I would go 6 to 12. 6 to 12 around then? Yeah. Um, So, like, the target audience is there. It's whether they want to go see it. And I think Iron Man will drag them in. He's a a recognisable face. That's true. And... But the thing is, is that you told when we discussed this on the radio, you told me that this was coming out Christmas Day, yes, twenty nineteen. Yes, I think it would have done really well at Christmas. You think? Yeah, but it seems like it's gotten pushed back. No one wants to go against Star Wars. That's another thing. Yeah, Star Wars will slaughter anything that comes There's out. There's no point. Yeah, so now- last Star Wars. Versus Doctor Doolittle. Versus Doctor Doolittle reboot. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the kid who was like, "Are you Doctor Doolittle?" <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, tis Christmas. It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> we can't work on Christmas. Tiny Tim is sick. Tell that to the animals. <laughs> oh, I will because I'm Doctor Doolittle. Now get back in there. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think this movie is going to be massive. But can I just can I just rank off this cast just yeah. so nobody go for it? I do, it's not it's shown in the trailer, but it's flashed up very quickly. So we've got RDJ, yeah. he's already locked in. Emma Thompson, who's won two Oscars. Yeah. Selena Gomez, Ralph Fiennes, Rafe. Mar- oh god, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Fiennes, <laughs> Maria, <laughs> Rami Malek, Tom Holland, John Cena. Tom Holland. Nice. J- John Cena. Kumal- I didn't see him. Um, Kumal Kamel Langiani That's the one Carmen Ejogo Craig Robinson And Oct- Octavia Spencer Who are voicing all Most of the animals That you will see Do we know which animals they are? Do you want to put an animal To each voice? Not to each of them But let's You just, just... want to do Tom Holland <laughs> He's gotta be like a beagle Or something doesn't he? <laughs> I got it right You just close your eyes And mm-hmm. I'll do uh, Like Tom will turn up And you just tell me what animal Okay, okay. Hello, hello, RDJ. What is going on? I have it. Um, Tom Holland. Go he, on. He's a spider. He's a spider. He's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> he's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> oh, he's dead. He's, <laughs> I oh, don't no. want to go, Mr. Web. Is that what happens in Charlotte's Web? Eh, uh, yeah. She doesn't, oh. she doesn't come out alive anyway. Does, does she no. not? God. Spoilers for 2004 classic Charlotte's Web. And classic book. No, no. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> um, you also have Antonio Banderas, who's played the villain. Michael Puss Sheen in is boots. A- Michael, yeah. Ironically, he's playing the live action because yeah. like, you're not going to be a cat. He's like, play, put me live action. <laughs> I can do it. I have the range. Yeah. Um, you've got Michael Sheen, Jim Broadbent is in it, and Harry Collett. So I mean, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of cast. Maybe you're right. That explains the budget. And a lunatic of a director, which I did not know about, but that is amazing. <laughs> and the one live animal on set is a racist. <laughs> Who could have predicted it? <laughs> what are the chances of every animal? <laughs> the dog. The dog. The man's best friend. Not every man. He turned into a dick. <laughs> he turned into just a prick of a dog. 
<laughs> You're not a good boy. Go away. That's what I said. Right, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is this is the news that you came to me. You just took a drink of your coffee and then had like the saddest look I just look it because it's empty now. Oh, right. Fair enough. Oh, wait, there's a bit left. Oh, go on. Have a bit of a sippy sip. Live on air. That's professional. Um, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, the man himself. Ahem, ahem. Just one second. Sorry, what's that? In the Jared Leto news. <laughs> it's we, been a while. We, it has been a while. It's been too long for newcomers. This is very confusing. Yeah, but very early on in this show, and for many, months, it might have been episode one. <laughs> might have been episode one. It started on the radio. It did. So Jared Leto news is a new segment we like to do with Jared Leto or Jared Leto, as Jared he's Leto. better known. <laughs> when, when mainstream actor Jared Leto does anything, it's covered in Jared Leto news. Because <laughs> he's Leto. <laughs> he's Leto. We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can't be done for accusing him of anything. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Mr. Leto. Mr. Leto, his French brother. <laughs> um, so Jared Leto news is back in a big way. Excellent. I did not know about this. You informed me, and I very quickly did a googs, and, and we've added it straight in. <laughs> it's been slotted in right after the Doolittle. <laughs> Jared Letonus was that he was absolutely fuming after hearing about the new Joker film. Now, Sean, as I said, we might have new listeners. We we have new listeners every single week. Not to brag, we Not normally brag. have one. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you today? How are you today, sir or madam? But uh, up to four now. Um, oh, <laughs> So, um, what is Jared Leto news, and why did Jared Leto news come about? So, Jared Leto, we were fascinated with his portrayal of the clown prince of crime, the Joker, (laughs) in The Suicide Squad. But, John, he's so handsome. What could he have done wrong? Oh, he just, he he was a real prick on set. (laughs) Just a nice man. To sum it up in a word, dickhead. (laughs) He was sending dead pigs and used condoms and rats and bullets to people. Yeah, no, and then he was, like, putting it under the, I'm the Joker. So, yeah, now, and Will Smith was just there, like, I'm just acting. <laughs> no, I'm Will Smith. I haven't been shooting people. I, I'm Margot Robbie and Will Smith. We're just here to do a job. We're man. just professional actors. We turn up at 9am and we go home at 6. <laughs> we say our lines and that's that. You're sending used condoms and bullets. Now, if you went to your job, whoever's listening to this, and you gave anybody in that building used condoms you would be fired on the spot and possibly arrested possibly like it's just no crack like it's just not it's just nice. a bad work environment <laughs> it's just no fun if you were Will Smith or Margaret ah Jarrett just leave her <laughs> so when it was announced that there would be a Joker solo no, movie no then he did Blade Runner then he did Blade Runner 2049 and he pretended to be blind. He, he made himself blind. <laughs> he, made, he wore contacts to make himself blind. Because his character was blind and he's an actor's actor. Yeah. So he, he just developed this scenario where he would just make himself blind using these contact lenses. Now, this is all well and good. He's an actor's actor, Sean. It's amazing. But then we discussed how that meant somebody would have to be hired from one of the extras. Yeah. Or one of some guy on the... Some agency. Some agency would have to hire some guy or girl to walk this lunatic around the set because he couldn't see, even though he was completely able... He could take him out at the end of the scene. (laughs) No, no. He could just pretend to be blind. He wore them for the whole three-month shoot. Which, like... That's not acting. That's just being blind. He's the greatest actor ever. He just makes himself blind. Yeah. I think we talked about, you were like... If you were were acting as a butcher, 
and you train as a butcher for a year, then you're no longer acting. You're just a butcher. You're just being a butcher. <laughs> just be yourself. Like so, Jared is back. Jared is back we've in the Manny, news. We've had Maddie Rudden. Um, and he was, of course, meant to get his own Joker movie because he yes. was like, outstanding in Suicide Squad. Do you remember that, Sean? Uh, oh, he was in it for all of four minutes? Uh, no, I think it was a... a no, it was ten accumulated time. I think it was ten minutes. Right, but, but he apparently he had filmed hours of stuff. Felt like hours. <laughs> it did feel like Every hours. scene. <laughs> he did, it was funny, though, because like, he had damage on his forehead. Of course. It clever. It was clever, in fairness. So Jared, of course, was meant to get his own Joker movie. And then there was a certain little Joker movie that came out there a few weeks ago. Yeah, a little low-budget flick. Didn't involve Mr. Leto at all. No, but quite well received. Quite well received. For the portrayal of the Joker. Yes. Not necessarily for the plot elements, as Connor discussed. I did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jared Leto was absolutely fuming after hearing about the new Joker film, Sean. What do you know about this? Because you brought it to me. Apparently, he tried to get it shut down <laughs> like he, For he pulled in some strings to try and get mm. them to cancel shooting this movie so the Hollywood Reporter has put out the statement oh, to, just to put clear that up a few weeks ago they said that Leto was or Leto was reportedly feeling alienated and upset by the film and the latest report states that the Oscar winning star of the Dallas Buyers Club wanted to kill the Phillips film like <laughs> It's petty, isn't it? <laughs> um, the report claims that according to sources familiar with Leto's behaviour, when the Oscar-winning actor learned of the Phillips project, he not only complained bitterly to his agents, who also represent Phillips, but asked his music manager, Irving Azoff, to call the leader of Warner's paired company, um, and the idea was to get the wars to kill the Phillips film altogether. Like he was trying to go above everyone. Yeah. To just ring be- the head of Warner Brothers. Ring Jesus. <laughs> he is Jesus. <laughs> ring me if someone just rings. Yeah, cancel that film. Cancel, pull the plug. <laughs> Um, so what do you think about this I think Jared has done well again I think he's a stand up guy and we should all love him if this he's is, so handsome if, if this is true yeah then he's just he's killed so much of his good any good faith that he what had what good faith <laughs> just if there was any left nobody's surprised by this <laughs> uh, do you like if, if this is true it's He's not just a dickhead, he's a child. Because <laughs> he's trying to tell his parents on the kid who beat him in soccer. So, a source in Leto's camp denies that the actor made the request, Sean. Mm. Now, unfortunately, Azov and um, Azov, who represents Leto, yeah, the and Leto, manager. have since parted ways. Right. Now, that's not to say it's connected. Might be totally separate. But they have since separated since that since that um, request was made of Azov. Yeah, and apparently Leto has now gone to a different acting agency. Yeah. Because apparently he'd gone through four teams of agents in one agency and everyone was sick of him. Yeah, they say the actor, the actor felt that his agents should have told him about the Phillips Project earlier and fought harder for his version of the Joker to be made instead. So I should say Leto told his agents that they should stop the rival project, arguing that he wasn't being treated properly as an Oscar winner. <laughs> I won an Oscar. <laughs> I love, want a movie. We love shit, man, Jared. <laughs> he just makes it so fucking easy. <laughs> I won 
would normally have this as news. But if it was anybody else, I'm just like, oh, Hollywood is full of divas. What can you do? Yeah. But it's just Jared. It's just Jared. He has no goodwill left. <laughs> no, not in the top. But sure, we saw his origin in Suicide Squad. No, I didn't see it again. He jumped into his acid or something. Uh, was it milk? Was it milk? It looked like milk to me. Very milky. It looked like milk to me now. Um, he set up all those knives in a circle. <laughs> and then he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he said that he was strung along with promises of his own joke or standalone film that haven't happened yet. Might say everyone's a bit two-faced. Oh, very good. This whole thing, this whole situation. is a bit of a riddler. Oh, it's all a setup <laughs> for a cash woman. <laughs> quack, quack, penguin. Do penguins go quack? I don't know. What do penguins go? It's it's got to be more of a hunk. I imagine a penguin. They don't go hunga hunga. No, but I'd say they're closer to a goose mm. than a duck. Yeah, they don't echo so. Do, uh, oh yeah, mm, there you go. There you um, go. So the, during the filming of Suicide Squad, the actor also has now denied the claims that he said used condoms to his co-stars as a rap gift, even though Margot Robbie and Will Smith said it happened. Why would they make it up? <laughs> yeah, they have nothing to lose. No, like they're the victims. <laughs> they're like this is a bit weird. Yeah, hardly at the table read. Uh, all the actors now they're just like table reads are just you come in your normal clothes. And, and the, you just read the script. Everyone's just sitting around a table and they all just have the script. And so Will Smith says his lines and he, look up, he looks up and Margot Robbie says her lines. Yeah. And Joel Kinnaman says his lines and they're all just kind of going around the circle. Apparently Jared wasn't there. Everyone's like, where's Jared? He's meant to be the greatest actor that's ever <laughs> lived. Where is he? He has an Oscar, lads. He locked himself in an asylum. He <laughs> turns up. He doesn't actually turn up himself. No. He sends his agent. An or intern. It, or, or a bodyguard or an intern. An unpaid intern. Who drops a dead pig's head on the table and says, the Joker sends his regards and walks out. Now, how cool is that, Joe? I think he's pretty cool. But, like, it's an, it's an office environment. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> That's a regular work. That's pre-production. <laughs> There's no one even need to be in character. No, no one's in character. Well, like... People are going home after this. <laughs> they all just drove there to read the lines and are going home. Like, that, you would get fired. Anyone else in any other job. Because at that point, he genuinely must have thought he was the Joker. Yeah. Which means he's an insane man. Yep. As the Joker. But no. No, he's the best incarnation of the Joker that's ever lived. I don't think Shits so. Shit's on Heat Ledger. Shit's on Mark Hamill. He's better than them all. Jack Nicholson, fuck off. He has an Oscar. He doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Doesn't deserve it. No, Jared he needs it. four Oscars. One for each condom he sent. <laughs> oh, that's like 50 Oscars. That's too many Oscars. That's too many Oscars. Oh, that's man. two packs. That's Jared Leto news. No, there's literally nothing other than Jared's a bit salty, but I just thought that was funny. It's just he's so petty, I love him. And we're petty as well for talking about it. <laughs> Not even news. Not even news. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look, in the grand scheme of things, it's always funny to watch a man who said use condoms get real mad at somebody else. Indeed it uh, is. What, what's your favourite Jared Leto movie? My favourite Jared Leto? Mm. I don't know. Oh, what is, Did you say Jared Leto there? No, I don't know who that man is. Jared Leto, Thank sorry. Uh, probably when he gets his head bashed in American Psycho. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it like, yeah. This is what I'm in We for. don't even dislike him. Like, no, it's fine. It's just like, ah, like, oh, come on, mad lad, come on. Why, why do you have to take yourself so seriously? Wind your neck in a bit. Just, it's all, we're all just trying to live our lives. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news, Sean, and mm-hmm. that is about Chicken Run Two. Chicken Run Two. Chicken Run Dos. Oh, yes. Okay. What is your favorite part of Chicken Run One? Oh, oh god! You've never seen Chicken Run One. I have seen oh, Chicken have. Run One. I just—it's been years. I have it on VHS. I think I also have it on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, god, I don't know. There's some good puns in it. I remember that. It's quite good. Mel Gibson is in it. Yeah. He plays a real cool rooster. Cop? Uh, cop, probably. He was <laughs> classic Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie came out two, the year 2000. I just remember watching Chicken Run 2 a lot because my mother really likes it. Chicken Run 1. Uh, oh, sorry, Chicken Run 1. Uh, on VHS. Of course. Well, I used to watch it like every Christmas or every like family movie day because yeah. uh, she just thought it was the funniest film ever. And that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, she's... Uh, we don't speak anymore. She, she, be wrong, like, but it's fine. Um, but Chicken Run 1, I think, is actually... A, it's a nice family movie. Yeah, That cool. is a family movie that made a bit of money. Yeah. There you... But again, not live action. Not live action. No, you're right. It's, it's clay. Do you think Chicken Run 2, there was a clamouring for it? Because at the end of 1, they, they got free... And they, they built the big ship out of all the huts. Yes. And it flew over the fence and got out of there. If I can't remember the end of... Spoilers. Spoilers for the year 2000. Um, but hmm. the the movie ends with them just... It's, it's quite wrapped up and they never planned for a sequel. Never really. planned. Not one bit of sign of a new ship being built anywhere. What? Oh, what if now it's... Aliens. No, 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 no. Mm. They've, they've, they've landed in a nice free-range field. Yeah. Right, they're still being chickens, still doing their thing. But then uh, there's like there's protest, there's anti-meat protesters, right, who are trying to kidnap the chickens to free them. But the chickens are happy out; they're getting corn and stuff. Mm. So you know, so not really much plot there. No, <laughs> no. What's the difference in eggs? About what you want? No, there's so many types of eggs. Yeah, is corn fed better than free range? Look, um, as a man who has never bred one chicken in his life, yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Mm, what do you take? <laughs> I mean, corn fed gives a yellow or a yolk. Yeah, does it? Yeah. Jesus. But then I think free range are happier. <laughs> Why can't you have free range and corn fed? Is what I want to know. There's one person who, who works with chickens. Listen to oh, you do. These two fucking morons. <laughs> Please just tell me. We know nothing. We're city boys. We're city boys. <laughs> the fl- bloody fucking concrete jungle. <laughs> more like a. What's good. going on there? Good. <laughs> do you think Mel Gibson's returning? Oh, oh they wouldn't. They wouldn't, would they? <laughs> oh, they shouldn't. Maybe not. Who would you get instead of Mel Gibson? Uh, Does he. Like. Jared, I'd like to see him become a chicken. Oh man, I'd like to. Oh, he'd make himself out of clay. He would, because <laughs> he's part of an Arab man. Yeah. <laughs> Go for me and Maul and be done with it. <laughs> I'd be finished then. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. It's it's another unnecessary sequel. Yeah, Chicken Run One is actually pretty good. Yeah, and it's it's famously pointed to as the best example of a story ever, ever. Wow! In all media, in all media, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, look, it's 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 what you can look that up. Fair enough. I have looked it up. That is correct. Thank you very much. See, Hang no on. one else needs to check. Wow! <laughs> there. there we go. Look at Wikipedia. <laughs> right 
Did you know uh, Chicken Run has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, it's great. It's really good. It's a good movie. It offends no one. Nobody. And... Not even Mel, and he's offended by everything. <laughs> I don't think the second one will do as well. Now, the Sean the Sheep movie. There's an Aardman movie I can get behind. Why? Because the second one looks great. I, I it's called know. Farmageddon. Oh, good. And there's aliens and a sheep named Sean. <laughs> Why do you like it, Sean? Because my childhood bullies made me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Are <laughs> nah, nah, we cool? Ch- chicken Run 1, I think, gets a big thumbs up from it. Or Chicken Run 2, maybe? Well, Chicken Run 1 certainly gets a big thumbs up. Chicken Run 2? Does it need to be made? We don't like sequels here. No, we don't. Mm. No sequel is good, is uh, what we say. Oh, you've turned on it. You've turned on it viciously there now. <laughs> That's the opposite of what you were saying. Actually, Farmageddon is a sequel to Shaun the Sheep the movie. Do you think they could call this Farmageddon as well? This time Chicken Run 2 Farmageddon. What if... Hear oh me Oh my God. What if Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon mm. has an after credit scene where Chicken Nick Fury shows up and recruits Shaun because they're still, they're still on the raft... Right. And he needs to get them with the help of his new alien friends. And so he's setting up a team and he has to get the Scottish woman from Chicken Run yeah. into that team. In, so he's setting up a team of animals. Yes. So you have a chicken and a sheep. Who could control these animals? Go on. Dr. Doolittle. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's all connected. <laughs> and Charlotte Webb is there and Tom Holland's like, Why am I a spider? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets smushed. He gets smushed because that's the end of Charlotte's Wells. <laughs> Famous movie. Famous. Um, so we're moving on to a piece of news, Sean, that I thought you would really like. Oh. Right? Now I'm going to test your Marvel knowledge here. Fuck. Venom 2 has added a villain, Sean. Right. Uh, and has basically confirmed that the movie is going to be maximum carnage. That seems soon. Yes. <laughs> Venom 2 is rumoured to add Shriek. To its to its ranks, Sean. Okay. Um, and is shaping up to, to shaping up the movie to look like a classic nineteen ninety three comic book storyline. Hmm. Thought, Sean. Seems soon. What are you talking about? Venom two only came out in twenty eighteen. That's ages ago. But, but bring but, it out. It's a lot. Maximum Carnage is a lot. Wow. Carnage goes on a big killing spree. And right. A lot of backstory to Carnage. Yeah, no, you haven't even introduced Carnage yet. No, then you got a little bit at the end when he said it's going to be maximum Carnage. And you got to introduce Shriek as well. Yeah, you do, yeah. That's two characters. Like. People don't even really like Venom. <laughs> so there's three no, characters. That's, a, that's another thing. You have to reintroduce Venom. Ah. <sighs> mm. I just don't think that'll go well. <laughs> Why? Like, have Sony not learned about doing too much in Sorry, movies? what was the start of that sentence? Have Sony not learned? Yeah. They well, have not. Go on. <laughs> I'll just and finish your nor sentence. Nor will they ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, no, they haven't learned. Like, I'm trying to think of a way this can work. Right. Because also there's no Spider-Man. Okay, so you've got Maximum Carnage. Uh, is Spider-Man in Maximum Carnage? He is, I do believe. And is he one of the main reasons why Carnage is eventually stopped? Well, yeah, because... He's well, Spider-Man. Well, Venom as well. Venom is there. Do yeah. they work together? I oh, can't remember. Mm-mm. I assume so. Because mm. that's, that's anti-hero Venom. Yes. Because Venom hates Carnage more than he hates anyone. Right. So they work together to take him down. Yeah. And Carnage is real bad. Carnage is chaos. Like, Carnage is worse than Venom because he's a 
like it's a movie and i wouldn't have that (laughs) no but like the symbiote is more evil and the person the symbiote inhabits is more evil okay fair enough um and you've got tom hardy and woody harrelson so they're playing the opposite sides good cast good cast but Bad movie. Why? Because, but okay. What is Shriek? Who is Shriek? Shriek is another symbiote. Okay. There's, there's a third symbiote. There's like five. Oh, for fuck's sake! Carnage Wait. has this whole like fucking redneck symbiote family. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. At one point, there's a dog that has all five symbiotes on it. <laughs> Rednecks. Have it again. <laughs> like it's it's. I don't know if they're setting up to do all the symbiotes. Well, this is their way of having a Spider-Man universe, Sean. You just, instead of using Spider-Man, you just use all the symbiotes. That's just the Venom universe. Yeah. Let me double check here. Okay, go on. On, He's having a googs. I want to try to get the names of all the symbiotes. Oh, no. Like, Venom is by far the coolest. Then Carnage. And then they're all kind of the same. Right, so they're all just... They're like um, uh, the Marvel family. Uh, The Shazam... Family, the captain, or the yeah, yeah. So they're all just kind of like Miss Marvel, and then like all the rest of the family just have the same powers. Yeah. Well, they all have separate ones of each power, but what can you do? Is it? It's basically his powers, but they're just split they're them. split up into six yeah, or yeah. whatever. Uh, oh, here we go. This is this is it. This is his big googs for the week. What I'm doing here? I got a Wi-Fi booster out with the studio now, so I'm uh, on 4G. You're on 4G. Yeah, you gotta get on that booster, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's flying. Uh, okay, I I was totally wrong. Shriek is not one of the symbiotes. Oh, she's wrong completely. Oh, but okay. Here's a quick. What fu- kind of a fucking Marvel fan, but go on. Here's a quick hero zero. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Shriek is a mutant. And following exposure to a character called Cloak's Dark Force Dimension, she can manipulate sound in a number of elaborate ways. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Name Shriek. Yeah. Uh, so, Venom is weak to sound, so I imagine... Ooh. And Shriek is also, like, the girlfriend lover of Cletus Cassidy, who is Carnage. So... They'll work together? Yeah. How does this work, though? Because Marvel owns the mutants. Maybe they don't own all of the mutants. Maybe they don't own Shriek. But surely, if Shriek was a mutant, then... I uh, see, the- see, she's literally a mutant, but her appearances in comics have almost happened in Spider-Man stories almost exclusively. Right, so it's she's a Spider-Man basically. character. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough then. Yeah. But... So in Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, Shriek debuts as an inmate at Ravencroft Asylum with Carnage. When Carnage begins a breakout at Ravencroft, Shriek begs Carnage to let her join. He agrees, and the two begin a wild killing spree across New York. They later recruit other Spider-Man villains, Doppelganger, Demo Goblin, and Carrion, as, and act as their parents. Yes, that's uh, it. Okay, yeah. Doppelganger. See, we're thinking about the family, but the... Yeah, okay. that was it. Uh, Doppelganger is... Uh, I'm assuming someone who can No, it's it's a clone of Spider-Man. What? Yeah. It's a clone. Bizarro Superman. Kinda, but it's like it's 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 a weird it's a weird fucking creature and it's it's loyal to Carnage because Carnage No, it's loyal to Shriek because Shriek saves it and looks after it. And then Carnage assume like apparently kills it, but then Shriek raises it in secret. Right, okay. It, was, it follows, like, the clone saga, I think, when 
Spider-Man just went to shit. So in the Maximum Carnage, this might surprise you, Sean, but um, as Carnage and Shriek wreak havoc in New York, they're causing all sorts of mischief. Mm-hmm. Up to different. Who's there to stop them? Spider-Man teams up with his arch ne- enemies, Venom, Black Cat, and Morbius, the living vampire, Ooh. soon to be played by the world's greatest actor, Jared Leto. Um, right. As well as heroes Captain America, Iron Fist, Nightwatch, Fights, Firestar, and Cloak and Dagger to stop them. They have very few of them. True. Cloak and Dagger exist in the Amazon Prime Marilyn Well, they don't even have Spider-Man, so they've got Venom and Morbius to fight these. Yeah. And I don't think Morbius will be out before that. No, unless they use that to set up Morbius. Maybe. build a bit of hype for Jared Leto. You need all the hype you can get. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just, they've taken, it's, it's, so it's Maximum Carnage Light. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's about it. That sums it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I don't think it'll make as much as Venom One. I don't think it'll make any money. I'm going out and saying zero. It's making zero. Um, I know. In fairness, it'll make a bit of money, but like, does anybody need maximum carnage? Like Marvel would do it pretty well, I think. They have a lot of characters. Yeah, and a lot of history built up. And that's a lot the thing. Of, yeah, if you wanted, because like. We finished with a lot of the OG Avengers. So, if you want a team-up movie, if you did Maximum Carnage in the Marvel Cinematic Universe... If you wanted Maximum Carnage to have the most maximum potential, you got to do a lot of backstory for... What do you think about that, Sean? That's all right. Uh, yeah, come, just on. Said there. Nah, come on. Come <laughs> on. Um, like, I don't know, because you also... I doubt they're going to do... Doppelganger and all the other members of Cletus' little family. Oh, absolutely family. not. That'd be way too bad people. <laughs> so you think Sony has the ability to do that? So it's Cletus and Shriek versus Venom and, and Morbius. maybe Morbius. Maybe Morbius. Because it's the only one they fucking have. I think add a few more villains. The more villains you add to a movie, the easier it is to do. I've always heard that. That's true. Mm. Every movie is a great example of that. <laughs> Every movie. Every movie. Every movie is a great example of that. Um... I think we're going to have to move on from that because the excitement levels of the two of us is... Uh, Anytime you bring it up, it's... I feel like your body physically shuts down <laughs> when I bring up Venom 2. I just don't want it. <laughs> so, I now have a triple attack, triple threat, right. if you will, of news about the Batman. So, over the last week and a half, they've just been like hitting us with a lot of news. So, um, I think it was two weeks ago, we had the rumour Jonah Hill... Yeah. He's going to be in the movie. That um, rumour is now... That rumour is now said that he is now out of the movie. Right. He turned it down. Um, Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler in the Batman. I like this. And Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman. I think we'll start with Dano because I like Kravitz a lot. Yeah. So let's go with Dano first. Paul Dano cast as the Riddler. Sean, what are your thoughts? I mean, he looks like him, doesn't he? He does. I see a lot of photos. He looks the exact same. Yeah, just put that man in the green suit. Yeah. You're... you're you're perfect. And um, what's uh, what's your perfect version of Riddler? Really, what Riddler would you like to see in this? Um, I don't see Paul Dano's kind of like traditional Riddler age, isn't he? Yeah, he's like a middle aged man. <laughs> yeah, um, he like Riddler is Edward Nigma or yeah. Enigma, and he go he well. It, I will just say the the last thing I see was the animated series is that he gets fired from his job. He's way too smart for whatever job he is, but he's really pretentious. Isn't he a teacher? 
No, he works in a tech company. Right. In the animated series, anyway. He works in a tech company. Um, and might be slightly different in the comics. But he's too smart for that. And he comes up with, like, this amazing... Um, he comes up with these amazing devices and he gets fired. And he's like, literally, I'm the one holding your company together. And the, and the boss is like, no, I'm the one who has all the money. So clearly you're just, like, a pawn. Right. I can get rid of you. And then as he... He basically wants revenge against that company. So he's the smartest man in most places right um, and so now he uses his brains for evil rather than good rather than using them for good yeah, so it, I, I, I like a riddler who's he's smart he's a pretentious dickhead that's usually his downfall I like one that can hold himself in a fight oh I was going to say no fight see uh, the telltale games yes they did riddler really cool because he's like he's a sm- he's a skinny dude but like he has a swing with a cane. And, right. No, like he's he's he, he's I don't know what it is. He's nimble, maybe. Like he's he, agile. He can hold his own. Like he's no match for any of the fighters in DC. But against like a thug. Yeah. It, it, so he has fight, a bit of intimidation about him as well. Yeah, and the fight won't go on very long because he'll try and end it as soon as he can. Because the longer it goes on, the more that guy could be able to beat him. Yeah. Okay. Also, I saw someone on Twitter said uh, they hope this continues the long-running tradition of Paul Dano getting beaten to death at the end of a movie. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favourite Paul Dano performance? There will be blood. There will be blood is pretty good. He's in Little Miss Sunshine as well. He is And and Prisoners. I've never seen Prisoners. Prisoners is pretty good. Okay. Prisoners is pretty good. Does he get beaten to death at the uh, end of it? Because I know he does in Little Miss Sunshine. (laughs) Does he? No. Imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> to see him after her dancing it's just him in the back alley just getting punched <laughs> in the head. it was a real f- drastic veer into a different team but you know it worked yeah, you know what I was on board with it first uh, the colourblind thing and now this <laughs> I'll never be a pilot now I gotta put myself to death <laughs> what a strange series of events uh, yeah Paul Dano will be the Riddler I think he's perfect age for it yeah um, I like I don't know. I think Riddler, maybe what you say with the fighting thing, I always have the idea of Riddler is the worst fighter ever, but he's just a match, like, he sets up, like, 15 traps. Right. And if he, you can't stop, if he can't stop you with those 15, then he's like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, that's how the Arkham games do it. Oh, yeah, like, he's a pure, he's a coward. Yeah. But he's the smartest man. He's, he's really good if he has years of planning okay and he's planned the whole thing he's like I have every single he's all about prep type I have, like, I have every option so like there's no way you can get out of this and then he does yeah um, actually my favourite episode of uh, of him in the animated series is called Riddler Reform and it's an episode where he gets out of Arkham and he actually um, he starts releasing toys right and uh, Batman's like obviously these are evil. This is the most evil thing ever. Turns out they're just normal. Like, they're he, the, like he's trying to go straight. He's like. going straight and he has, and this toy company has brought him in and he's like the best toy maker ever because he has like all these, um, like these contraptions that you press different buttons and different things happen yeah. and it gets kids thinking. They're like, he's the same, like Christmas this is the biggest seller. The kids <laughs> love this stuff, right? right. And Batman just can't, he's, he's like, no, he's evil. He's like, definitely up to something. <laughs> Everyone's like, don't be silly, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and even Robin's like, come on, man. Everything we've looked at him is like, he's, he's fine. He's doing well. Yeah, and then um, he, he has like ads on the TV and then it, it turns out that 
in the ads he's given Batman clues to robbery he's robberies he's committing on the of side. Of course. But it's just literally because he can't help it. Yeah. Like he has it all. There's just something in him that he's like, I have to prove myself smarter than Batman. Uh, yeah, that's his thing. He wants to be the smartest man in the world. And he thinks he's the smartest man in the world. And he's totally fine. And then he underestimates Batman the first few times. And, and then, like, their relationship, I always find, changes. It starts as him condescending. And he's condescending to everyone. But he's condescending. And then it gets to the point where he's like, now I have to outsmart you. You've yeah. outsmarted me two times, and I'm way smarter than you. You got lucky yeah. twice. At this point, like you're nearly a match for me. Yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah. So I'm going to prove you wrong. So now, yeah, I think at some stage, then it turns into like he just tries to come up with a riddle that Batman can't solve. Yeah, and I like that they're putting him in this new Batman because this is a new Batman. It's a new Batman, and we might get Detective Batman. For I really fucking hope once. so. Matt Reeves said it's going to be like an L.A. Noir detective thing. I really love Detective Batman. That would be great. He should be detective, but uh, nobody talked about the Dark Knight where he does that whole bullet scan. I watched, the, <laughs> I once watched a video. I can't remember where it was. It was ages ago. It was, and it was just like, that whole scene is pointless. Oh, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. You can't reconstruct a bullet from a gun no, and get a fingerprint. And also, like, the bullet is what exits the casing. You don't touch the bullet. <laughs> No, no, he's Batman. <laughs> he's, he's Batman. He can do whatever. <laughs> so, so it's like the Joker put the that the fingerprint on the bullet. Yeah, and then put the bullet in the casing, and then put the casing in the wall. Yeah, but then he put the bullet in the wall and just because let- he knew that the Batman would find the bullet, not the casing. Yes. Interesting. That's uh, that's definitely detective work. Um, so, yeah, you've got Paul Dano as the Riddler, and it's also about that Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman. Sean? Excellent casting. I thought the exact same thing. I imagine there's a lot of people angry about it. Why? Because of other things? Other things? Yeah. There's a certain dog I know. <laughs> Woof! <laughs> oh, he's back! Oh, God. <laughs> Let's just say I think she is amazing casting. Like, and she's a great actress as well. Great actress. And I think she looks perfect for the role. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything bad you can say about it. Um, this could be the best Catwoman we ever get. Yeah, well, who was it? Anne Hathaway was the last one. Anne Hathaway was the last one. And, and then before that, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh, I love... And I would fear this. You have Halle Berry playing basketball. That scene is better than anything that's ever come out with the Marvel Universe. That's true. Yeah. You have Eartha Kitt back in the day. <laughs> Big Eartha. She's in. She's uh, in. Fair play to Eartha. You have... Who is the other Catwoman? Michelle Pfeiffer. You got Michelle. She... Meow. Meow. She, she dies and then she comes back to life by getting licked back to life by cats. That's Halle Berry's one, isn't it? Uh, that's Boredom. Oh, right. Yes. Common theme. <laughs> Common theme. Same universe. Yes. <laughs> um, I think Zoe Kravitz, I think she has to have the shortcut. Yeah. I like Catwoman with the the, re, the recent comics where she has the shortcut. Uh, that makes is sense. Is it called a pixie cut? Pixie cut, yeah. Yeah, but I that's like my, uh, my yeah. favourite look. And as like a cat burglar... That would make sense to not have hair getting in the way. Yeah. Um, I Do you don't... think they'll do classic Catwoman costume? Like the purple robe thing? Oh God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I think... we always... think they'll do Halle Berry costume? No, <laughs> I hope not again. Um, I would say... We always go back to it. Arkham Games. Yeah. Catwoman looks really good. In the... Like that's like a really good outfit. Yeah. In terms of just... It's sleek. She's got the goggles... Yeah, Anne Hathaway had the goggles, kind of. Yeah, but Anne Hathaway, 
I said, I don't know. That looks slightly weird. They, <laughs> it did. It did indeed. It looks slightly weird. Like she's a great actress as well. Yeah. But I never believed her as Catwoman. Really. No. But like the Arkham games seem realistic enough that you could make a costume like that. Yeah. And it would work. And Catwoman is should be the best athlete. Yeah. In it. Like she should be head and shoulders above Batman. Yeah, in terms of... Like, there should be a chase scene between them and Batman as a problem keeping up. And she always gets away. Yeah. Like, that is the thing. She always gets away. So, it's her... We I always say, like, it's her and Nightwing are the two best athletes yeah. in DC. So, Batman is all muscle. Now, this is Robert Pattinson, so he probably is a little smaller, but he still shouldn't be able to keep up with her. No, and I imagine he's going to be on a beast of a training regime for oh, the next two <laughs> years. Working out like mad, like Ben Affleck in uh, Batman vs Superman. Oh, he can't just, be Ben Affleck's size. Just punching tires. <laughs> just in bits. <laughs> just hates everyone. Um, yeah, I think I think this is amazing casting. And I see that, I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, and it's like, we've seen these villains before. Yeah. In... Uh, DC movies but like I'd like uh, even because of the way they've been done before even going like a by the book comics approach to these characters is gonna feel like something different yeah because everything we've seen before has been a real drastic change for the most part well Catwoman and Batman in the comic books especially in the New 52 like they were basically literally gonna get married yeah like they were together and just having kept having sex on rooftops. It was it was very cold. Very I cold. Understand. Gotham is filthy. <laughs> it's filthy up there, lads. Just go back to the bad kids. Go back to your fucking mansion. <laughs> yeah, have two houses, surely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, they they've been together. So it, I think, Catwoman especially recently, she's not really a villain anymore. No, she's much more of an. She she has her own section of Gotham. Like she covers that, and if you if you are a villain, you go into that section. She will just fuck you up. Yeah, she's like, "This is my area. What are you doing?" And Batman just lets her go because the two of them just have a thing. Yeah. Um, but and like, Batman has, he says he has a moral compass, but he's easily swayed. It's easily swayed by the the Catwoman lady, of course. <laughs> um, but I I mean I enjoy and I was going to say anti hero Catwoman, but I don't think, even think she's anti. Like she will look out for herself. Yeah. But if Gotham is in trouble. Like she will just help Batman immediately. Yeah, and if there is a if she knows of a problem, because she's still connected to that world. Yeah. She'll come to Batman and be like, Listen, this is about to go down and hundreds of millions of people will die. And I need your help. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think this is great. Catwoman should be in this movie because there's so many villains that you probably At the same time, I was gonna say, like, you pro- she's probably an easy way in because she's already been done before you wouldn't really have to introduce her that much in terms no. of like I think Catwoman said, has enough name recognition yeah you've done her twice yeah so you shouldn't have another scene where she's been done her four times like, I think I think another scene where Bruce's parents die and then simultaneously split screen have her getting licked back to life by cats absolutely and then have that for the whole movie two sides of the same coin the pearls hit the floor licky lick (laughs) up the two of them (laughs) two of them David says two of them happy out (laughs) happy out (laughs) living their days like and because this Batman is like a younger Batman like not everything has to be I don't know it like say if Ben Affleck Batman suddenly met a cat woman he just kill her with a gun. <laughs> that. And, like, it makes no sense that they wouldn't have bumped into each other earlier. Yeah. But you can have, like, 
for you can have a first meeting and have it make sense with the character and then you have batman uh you have the idea of batman just getting completely confused because batman at the start is so idealistic now he still is idealistic yeah but he has this one person that he just just confuses him completely exactly yeah he gets very distracted by other things <laughs> <laughs> a bit distracted a bit distracted you can say on a rooftop it's so cold it's just granite lads <laughs> that wouldn't help the mood at all how do you perform <laughs> under those pressures the arse is cold oh it'd be like a pebble dashed house <laughs> <laughs> and we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with the news that Kevin Feige has promo- been promoted to Chief Creative Officer of Marvel. Wasn't he already? Ah, <laughs> see now, I read this news, this is actually really cool. Kevin Feige has been promoted to not only the head of the MCU, okay. the Chief Creative Officer of Marvel. Marvel Marvel or Marvel. 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 <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, Kevin Feige has been promoted, and no, not at Lucasfilms. So, despite rumours that he is in line to take over for Kathleen Kennedy uh, as head of Lucasfilm and all things Star Wars, it was announced today that Feige is being named Chief Creative Officer of Marvel. So, that means he will oversee the creation, production, and release of all Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And now Kevin Feige will also be responsible for the overall creation of Marvel's storytelling across all media. Christ. That includes publishing, film, TV, animation, Disney+, Plus, anything they do that what involves Marvel. Fuck? Kevin Feige is now the head of Sean. What are your thoughts? Jesus. Bit of pressure. Bit of pressure. <laughs> Bit of pressure. Not to keep track of. <laughs> Like, now he's also doing the Star Wars, if you forgot. Oh, of course. Yes, he's also involved in the Star God, Wars. God, he's very talented. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, it's a good thing. I trust the man. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think everything's going to be connected now, but the shit that is connected is going to be very well connected. Like, you won't have a Netflix situation where Daredevil is never going to meet the Hulk. Mm. Do you know that kind of where they're Like, they're the same universe, but they're really not. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I also think he can use the comic side to set up things or to introduce people to ideas and concepts. That is so much. Like, it's so much power. For a man who, I think he was just, like, an assistant producer, executive producer on Spider-Man 1. Yeah. 2001, 2002. Yeah. Like, like he's come a long fucking way. He's now head of all of Marvel. And, like... What better He's man Stan than? Lee. <laughs> and Marvel at the minute, like, the comics are still a massive part of it, but in terms of mainstream, like, dr- audience draw, mm. it's the cinema side of things. Yeah. So to have, to have the guy who has some of the biggest draw be now in charge of your comic division as well, that's insane. In terms of story. In terms of story, you're also forgetting TV. TV. That, this means he now runs Daredevil. And Jessica Jones and all of that. Yeah. So he has control of all of the Netflix series that are going to be on Disney Plus as well. That's, that's so he can so good. he can integrate all of them into the MCU. Like, how much red string can he fit on one board? Is my question. He's gonna need two boards. So two boards and so much red string. <laughs> but like, and the fact that like he has all the characters now. He doesn't have Venom and Morbius. No, you don't need Venom and Morbius. He also now has the X-Men and Fantastic Four added. 
Yeah, and the Fantastic Four are back in comics. Yes. So, oh, it's so good. <laughs> you didn't notice. No, but he is like he he has no limits really. No, he has, on storytelling. He he controls everything. He can have a story work out any way at once. He could have like he could have a character go from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into the Marvel Comics Universe and then back if he wanted to with all the things they learned and picked up and all the backstory fuck man can I make you a suggestion though yeah do you think this will make the MCU less Kevin Feige heavy because he's so stretched out on other takes and well ironically he's still over everything but this might mean he has to delegate a little more that's true but if it's if it's broad story broad strokes and then each one of those strokes has a team of people that he's selected to help with it cuz i think at the minute like at the start he wanted to do everything but then i think he recently realized that like with James Good and all them and Taika with yeah you give them broad strokes and then just let creative people go do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, and like during Infinity War and Endgame, we didn't hear, on set, Kevin Feige said this. Yeah. We heard, Joe and Anthony Russo have decided that blah, 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 blah. Like he trusts the directors to do what they want. Yeah. And also in terms of like production management and production planning and even just general producing. I think he's been if, planning this for a while. Yeah, and if Kevin Feige has a team of five Kevin Feige's underneath him. Oh my you god, know. that's too many Kevin Feige's. It is, but like a Kevin Feige type. With the, yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I think this is like this dude has like this is the ra- rising to the ranks that nobody's ever seen before. Like, th- and this is back to like in old when movies were first coming out, it wasn't the directors that were top billed; it was producers. Yeah. So, and Kevin Feige is like one of the best known producers, I think. At the minute. Oh, yeah, I think he's, like, definitely top three. He's definitely the most well-known, I would say. Yeah, and in terms of uh, name power, mm. I suppose. Like, if if his name is on something, you'll probably trust it, like. Like, this just shows how important Kevin Feige is. Do you think he will eventually take over Lucasfilm as well? Because Kathleen Kennedy is currently the head of Lucasfilm. I don't know if she wants to give up that mantle. I don't know either, like... I I don't think he'd be bad at it at all. Um, but but, it, but it, comes, like, it comes to the thing where if you have this very talented person, you can you can stretch him too thin. You can, of course. Like on on well, I mean, Disney owns everything. Yeah, basically, right, essentially. So if he gets promoted head of Lucasfilm, I see. I think it's a pro- head of Lucasfilm is a step sideways. Yeah, I think it, if you're head of Marvel, I think that's higher. Yeah. Lucasfilm is Star Wars, but head of Marvel means if that's like comic books and TV and movies and everything. Yeah. That's slightly higher, I think. That's true. So I think like the next step up, you would have to be... CEO. You have to be head of Disney. Head of Disney, basically. (laughs) Which, at that point, like... I don't think he'd want a head of Disney. I think he. I think he'd be good at it. I think he'd be good at, but I think this is his one. This is his. I, I was gonna say one area, but like that's like seventy percent of the no, full company. But, but I feel like he likes this. Yeah. Like, and I think you get more opportunity to be creative. And I know he's he's not handwriting the script. He's not drawing the comics, but he has more opportunity to think of story and planning. Like he's not CEO of Marvel. No. He's chief creative officer. 
So I think that he has more opportunities to put his uh, vision on things. Rather, think- and also, I think the Star Wars, you're, you're following a formula as well. Like, there was a lot of talk in Phase 2 and 3 about the Marvel formula, but I think that's gone by the wayside a little bit. I think they, they heard that. And I think then that made them hire Taiko Tihi and people like that. Yeah, because it was, it was a way of being like, you think we have a formula? Okay, we'll get someone who's fucking crazy. Yeah, there's no formula now. Yeah, we we'll get the Russos, who just did community, did community. They're, but then you get the Winter Soldier out of that. Yeah, and you get Infinity War. <laughs> and, and... See, there's a thing. I I think this is like on one hand, I'm really happy for him because yeah. like. The man, if if there has been a better run of movies, I don't think there's, what's that, 23 movies? And not one of them are terrible, dark, totally dark world. So. Not terrible. Not terrible. Like, there's not no bad films. Totally no. dark world is boring. Every uh, film they've made is better than... Justice League. Justice. No, I, maybe that's totally but, dark world. <laughs> it is better than Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like... Yeah. And it's definitely better than the Wolverine. Uh, no. Oh, oh X-Men Origins Wolverine, sorry. Yes, of course. That one. Yeah, the, the bad one. The, bad the Wolverine one. is the second one. That's actually not bad. The Wolverine's alright, the yeah. Japan one, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so Kevin Feige has got a little bit of a promotion. He's now head of everything, so don't be surprised if you see everything linked together. Which I think is good. I it, think it's cool. It might make people read some more comic books. Yeah, or and like it's been... Comics have been linked for ages. And it might mean Daredevil comes into the cinematic universe. Oh, with Charlie... Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. You have to bring him in. He'd be amazing. What he's if so he's, good. What if he's Spider-Man's defence attorney? Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, actually, I heard a thing that uh, Spider-Man goes on the run. This is a theory for the new Spider-Man film. Mm. Uh, Spider-Man goes on the run with Aunt May and they take the last name Riley. Oh, no. And he t- oh, Spider-Man no. changes his name to Ben. Yeah. Ben Riley. Ben Riley. It's a Scarlet Spider. Yeah. He starts saving people as a Scarlet Spider. Are you telling me that the Clone Wars are going to start? But then, mm. the government hires a secret Russian operative to track him down. And that man's name is Sergei Kravenov. <laughs> so what you're combining is the uh, Kraven's last hunt. Kraven, yeah. With the Clone, the clone saga. saga. So, wow, that's a lot. And and Go on. So this all takes place in upstate New York. Yeah. Who comes to... Do some research for a story. Who? For a new paper, The Daily Bugle. Oh, shit. Tom Hardy. <laughs> the actor. Eddie Brock. The actor Tom yeah. Hardy. And he just starts fidgeting because yeah, he's just Venom, you know what I mean? Fidgety boy. Um, I think that's it for another Movie Mondays shop. That was a very good week. I think there was a lot of news. A lot of news. A lot of news. We're all caught up, though. Um, long episode, actually. Um, so far So far we Could can go on longer for, whoa, What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know Yeah but look I've not much else to say really I don't have any more news Oh okay well I'll see you Wednesday uh, We'll see you Wednesday We're in Wednesday Oh actually I'm not here next week For Movie Monday Oh yeah that's this true This is the very end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I am actually going on holidays So Sean you will be doing the show by yourself And doing a lot of research That's true By yourself I'll, I'll manage I think this is going to be real funny It's going to be an experience It's going to be something <laughs> Um and then I'll be gone in November sometime. Are you? Yeah. Ah, you've missed several episodes. It's fine. Don't worry nah, about sure you. You're replaceable. Some of us aren't. At least fifty percent of us aren't. <laughs> I'm here. I, there's only one of me, lads. <laughs> That's true. Let us know. Do you want me to leave the podcast? 
who you vote now. No, if I get one, if I get one vote that says yes, I'm gone. I either please everyone or no one. This is the Russian roulette <laughs> podcast. My God, that was that's spectacular. Vote on Twitter, yes or no? Should I leave the? Can podcast? you do a poll on Twitter? Actually, I can. Should Sean leave? The- <laughs> <laughs> This is we should set some drama. Oh, that'd be amazing. I think the lads are fighting. Lads, there's something going on. <laughs> something going on. They're asking to leave. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you want to take us out, Sean? Yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this. What could be my last episode of Movie Man, Monday? It's been a long run. <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday. With another. I made it a year. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Friday with Hero Zero. And I'll be back next Monday with Movie Mondays. Yay! And oh, yeah, I was going to say I'll be back. No, we, I won't be. You won't be. You just said. <laughs> <coughs> Why are you so aggressive? Because oh, I'm leaving the show, apparently. <laughs> you were the one who said it. No, the poll is already up. Oh, sure, look. Um, uh, if you would like to support the show, uh, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash here's for all your podcasts, or there's a link in the description. Don't feel any pressure to donate to us. It just helps keep the show going. But the best way that you can help us out is by telling one human being that we exist. Amazing. Thanks very much. I hope much. next week it's just as good. As do I. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're on all of the social medias. Uh, Twitter, at Here's for Hire Pod. Instagram, Here's for Hire Podcast. Facebook, Here's for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us, Here's for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. Oh, big shout out to people. We got over 3,000 followers on Twitter and, and 1,000 followers on Instagram. Woo! Same week. Same week. Same week. Oh, two look, milestones. Thanks a million for that, lads. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Yes. And I think that's all we have for this week that's all it is this is going to be sad time. this is my last ever episode of and mine we too. can't both leave <laughs> <laughs> at least one of us has to stay we just go if you're leaving I'm leaving what if we just handed it over to two other people <laughs> that we don't know <laughs> just randomly just random. do you want a podcast here's the password and the email go on do what you want <laughs> hello everyone I'm Greg and I'm David <laughs> Craig and Dave Craig and Dave Oh man uh, Yeah So I've been Connor Lawler I've been Dave And we'll see you next week guys. Bye. Bye Hi I'm Daniel Founder of Pretty Litter Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy So I created Pretty Litter A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.